हेलो एंड वेलकम टू टेक टॉक आई एम योर होस्ट टुडे अमर भातखंडे टेक्नोलॉजी एंड लाइफ साइंसेस वेस्ट कोस्ट प्रैक्टिस लीडर एंड आइजनर एम्पर एंड विथ मी टुडे इज वेरी स्पेशल गेस्ट डैनियल मुसो मैनेजर ऑफ इकोनॉमिक डेवलपमेंट एट थर्टी फाइव मीयर्स अ ग्लोबल इनोवेशन हब फॉर एंटरप्रनोर्स कॉन्वर्सेशन कैन हेल्प यू नेविगेट योर एंटरप्रन जर्नी टुडे यू विल गेट टू हियर फर्स्ट हैंड फ्रॉम डैनियल अबाउट हर ऑर्गेनाइजेशन in helping young entrepreneurs grow their early stage startups and bring innovative jobs to florida what you hear today may give you a different perspective and influence your next business decision daniel thanks for joining me today from sunny florida well thanks for having me today i'm really really excited to be here and i know that you're not from florida from the sunshine state i know many of your your colleagues that are and very very grateful to be on your podcast thank you please tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and where the idea for 35 mules was born thanks i'm danielle musso and and you get points for for saying my last name correctly i was joking before we recorded that you get 10 points for gryffindor or whatever house you're into <laughs> but i'm the manager of economic development for florida power and light specifically overseeing the innovation hub which is a founder based program for entrepreneurs i'll go into a little bit of my background first which and then i'll kind of lead into the story and and how i got here So I worked I've worked at Nextera Energy which is the parent company of Florida Power and Light for 15 years. And I've worked in three different departments spanning from our marketing and communications team, our customer service department working on with electric vehicles, and then more recently on our economic development team which is where the 35 Mules Innovation Hub sits. And really my journey to 35 Mules started when I was in high school and I was in a global business and entrepreneurship magnet program. which is is interesting i think because most people ask me if i'm an entrepreneur and and while i'm not i have kind of a circular journey to entrepreneurship and, and a passion for it and in addition to being an entrepreneurship in in high school i was featured on our shark tank program and internal shark tank program where i've had ideas funded and i was on an all female pitch team which was really exciting and we have a process uh, at nextair energy for putting forth ideas and i've had two of my ideas go company wide so i'm really proud of always focusing on innovation and while I'm not an entrepreneur I like to to think that I think like one now back to the origin of 35 mules it's really a way to support growing companies as a a form of early stage economic development so florida power and light has been involved in economic development since the mid 2000s which is really about growing jobs and capital investment for the communities of florida recruiting companies and keeping the companies here 35 Mules Innovation Hub is an early stage version of that really keeping founders and great ideas here in Florida and recruiting those ideas and creating deep commercial connections and we're really proud of our program which started in in 2020 so we consider ourselves a little bit of a startup and how did we come up with this crazy name i always say it's not cuz we're i'm a workhorse even though i am if you follow me on linkedin it's not a craft beer but it really is a nod to our founding story at Florida Power and Light and many founders have their own story so Florida Power and Light what many people may not know started as an ice company and we had a sponge fishing boat and 35 mules to deliver the ice so we're really proud of our humble beginnings and growing to one of the the top utility companies in Florida and we're really part of a global energy leader a fortune 200 company at Nextair Energy well from an ice company to power that's a fascinating story in fact there are a few large corporates that started in a totally different field but are now leaders in a different arena an example comes to mind is Procter and Gamble which started as a candle manufacturer that is now a major player in consumer goods. What it teaches us though is that to grow one needs to be nimble and ready to change. 
That brings me to my next question. How has 35 Mules grown since it launched in 2020? And do you have any success stories to point out? Absolutely. And I think, as I mentioned, we really consider ourselves a startup because we, re- we started in 2020. And if anyone remembers what happened in 2020, we're an in-person founder-based program that had to go virtual. So our first cohort, which was energy-focused and water-adjacent and energy-adjacent-focused, had to pivot and, and become a virtual program for a little bit. So that really challenged us, even though the intention of our program and still the intention of our program is to be in-person. Uh, many of our companies have had success already, and we're really proud of that. Uh, I'll speak to our current cohort first, since I'm the closest to them right now. And we've had one company raise $10 million in a Series A round, which we're very, very proud of. And you know, how does 35 Meals assist with that? Well, we don't do due diligence or, or provide anything like that to investors. We, as a matter of practice, connect our founders to investors, or if they have an investor that wants to speak with us, we can speak to the fact why we have why we chose this company for our program and the merits that they have. Another uh, success story that we have is Neptunia Ocean Power from our first cohort. They won a Cade Prize, and I actually was very uh, fortunate enough recently at the Synapse Summit to meet Phoebe Cade, and it was it's an incredible honor I think to to win that prize. And they also just received an SBIR grant. And really, what's incredible is that many of our companies have added jobs to the Florida ecosystem. So that's really one of the things that we track is jobs created while they're in our program and jobs created after our program. We do surveys and we have a very exciting project that I can hint at, but can't spill all the details on. We have a company from our first cohort that did move back to Chicago, but is now considering their first U.S. manufacturing plant. And they're considering Florida as a result of being in our program and having deep commercial roots in Florida. So I think those are some of the things we're really proud of and bringing the full circle back to why we consider ourselves economic development. Well, I'm I'm sure that it must be immensely satisfying to you and your team to see at least a few of your companies succeed, right? I mean, as they always say, not, nothing succeeds like success. Success, though, rarely happens overnight. There's always a process behind it. So tell me, what's the criteria to apply and uh, which startups make it to the final stage? Or I'll say, feel free to respond by answering why a startup isn't selected to receive funding. Well, I will tell you, as nice and as fun and as helpful as I am, you know, it's not the Danielle Friends and Family Program. We have a very extensive review process. So I'll go into a little bit about our program, which will lead into the criteria. So we are a 12 to 15 month founder based program. We accept founders from all over the world, and the startups do not no longer have to be in the energy sector. We realized that is a Fortune 200 company with deep commercial roots in Florida as one of the largest companies and capital investors in the state of Florida, we can help a business of any stage. Our program includes access to Fortune 200 experts, as I mentioned. So we set meetings with you know, experts from our legal team, from our HR department, from our IP attorney, any area of business that you think a business, a startup may want to get an advice on, we would connect them with those meetings. We also pay for entrepreneurial coaching executive coaching, we pay for marketing videos, and then we have a curriculum and for in-person programming, and then also do external commercial connections. And getting back to our application, which I'm really glad you brought up because we are in an open application period right now. So our applications for our 35 meals program are open until March 17th, which is St. Patrick's Day. So everyone should be able to remember that. Uh, Our application includes the following categories. So it's, it's information about your company, your founder contact information, information about your product and service. 
you know, how, how you think 35 meals can help. And we have a detailed section on how we can help. And we require a 90 second video that requires presence of the entire founding team. You know, submitting a business plan, a pitch deck, or any additional documents are highly encouraged, but not required. So it's really a two form, two page, kind of easy form application. Probably the toughest part is the 90 second video. And my one tip that I will give everybody that people have heard me say is, do not make your video more than 90 seconds. That will be considered a, a no-go. That's not following directions. So following directions is rewarded in 35 mules, but we have an extensive team of leaders from our IT team, different subject matter experts, and then a layer of leadership review. And then a handful of companies then pitch our top executives. And we kind of whittle it down from there. Well, got it. So let me shift the gears a little bit and ask you about seeking help from business advisors like Eisenramp. So at what point do you recommend that a startup leverage business advisors to help achieve key milestones? In my opinion, it's never it's never too early to, to build a relationship with a key partner and business advisors like Eisner Amber. And, you know, I believe, you know, starting out on the right foot is really important. Now, however, obviously when they're starting out, revenue may not be there, but understanding what services are available and what assistance may be available for free to start. A lot many companies offer advice and con key connections. And once that relationship is built, when they're able to pay for the services that their business really needs to go to the next level, like a 35 mules cannot take them to the level that you all can take them at as a service provider. And having the right team around you, which includes service providers, is really the only way a business can be successful. You're not going to manage your business if you don't know how to, you know, you know, block and tackle in the key areas that that are required to do business in, in, in the U.S. or even beyond. So, you know, partners like you are, are critical to their success. And for me, it's never too early to build those relationships because you're not going to choose a partner like that overnight. And if you wait until you need one, it's too late. I, I agree 100% because at the end of the day, we are in the relationship business. It doesn't matter. A business is personal. I do remember when we were, you know, used to be Eisner, our tagline was, uh, let's get down to business, business is personal. So there we go, right? Now, it would be very unfair to our listeners if I don't ask you this, right? You have had hundreds of conversations with entrepreneurs. If there's one piece of advice you would share with the first-time founders, what would that be? Yeah, it depends on the day. I have I have quite a bit of advice for founders, but I think if I had to narrow it down for this particular instance, it would be build your network and meet as many people as possible. I know that founders are busy and that may seem daunting, but you never know who's going to be that next great contact for your business. You know, acting like you have a short runway and having relationships be transactional will not be helpful to a business in the long run. Also, always offering to give back. You know, as a founder, I, I, I love their passion and their aggressiveness to move their business forward. I, I'm inspired every day when I speak to them, but I do sometimes remind them, you can still help a large business. You can still help. You can offer to mentor. Asking how you can help is also very meaningful. And I think that the mayor of Miami kind of said it best when he said, how can I help? And I, I think 35 Meals takes that to heart. You know, we ask a lot of people, and I, I sometimes request things, but if I don't offer in return how I can help, and I think that's that's how this podcast happened. Christine was is a wonderful partner of Florida Power Light, and and we're both on the Florida Venture Forum board, and that led me to this wonderful venture today. So I think you just never know who's going to be on your team in the future, and, and having the right "how can I help you" attitude and building your network is more critical than anything else that I I've seen so far. Well, Daniel, thank you for taking time to have a conversation with me today, and thanks to our listeners for tuning into Tech Talk. 
Subscribe to Aizuna Emperor podcast to listen to more Tech Talk episodes. Join us for our next episode or visit aizunaemperor.com for more tech news that you can use.